Done is better than perfect, my friends. So here's what I want you to know. Um, I always believe in publicity gardens, right? We keep planting our seeds and then the garden grows and it, it grows beautifully. But if you don't plant any seeds, how will anything grow? It's just like life, right? So you put uh. the first uh, lovely seed in the ground and you come out with a message and it is whatever it is in its perfection in that moment. And then it becomes more beautiful as it grows and grows and as you learn. Too Legitimate to Quit, Instantly Actionable Small Business Strategies with a Pop Culture Spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the marvelous Jill Lublin. Jill Lublin is an international speaker on the topics of radical influence, publicity, networking, kindness, and referrals. She is the author of four best-selling books, including Get Noticed, Get Referrals, and the co-author of Guerrilla Publicity and Networking Magic. Her latest book, love this title, The Prophet of Kindness, went to number one in four different categories. Jill is a master strategist on how to position your business for more profitability and more visibility in the marketplace. She is CEO of a strategic consulting firm and has over 25 years working with over 100,000 people, plus national and international media. Jill teaches a virtual publicity crash course and consults and speaks all over the world. She also helps authors to create book deals with major publishers and agents, as well as obtain foreign rights deals. Visit publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift and jilllublin.com. Jill, I am so stoked to have you here today. I got a question for you. What do small business owners need to focus on this very week? This very week, it's about publicity. Getting your message out. Do that. Answer that question. You're good. Publicity, huh? That's a biggie. That is something that I know scares the pants off a whole lot of people. So let's assume that our listeners today are a little publicity phobic. Right off the bat, If the idea of being out there in that way is not something inside your comfort zone, but you're willing to give it a go, how can we jump into that world? Or are there any misconceptions that make it a little less scary? Well, first of all, I just want to take off the fear a little bit and to know that each one of you have a gift, right? You have something to share with the world. And the power of what publicity does is it gets you out there for free. (laughs) And that's a beautiful (laughs) thing, right? To leverage your expertise and your knowledge and to, to create that visibility factor. It's a great big yes. And, you know, honestly, with podcasts and the opportunity to get out there more now, I think it's easier than ever. So I want to hold that vision for all of you. I love that. And I think also one of the things when we hear publicity, we assume that that means that publicity is going to suddenly make us a household name tomorrow. And we might not be ready for that. But there are like 87,000 degrees between 
publicity and jumping on Oprah's couch, right? So when you say publicity and getting your name out there, you don't mean that we have to start trying to get the bigs right away, right? Or do we? I'm talking about simple, easier things like uh, getting blogs or writing an article, 500 words, right? Or hiring someone else to write the article. I don't expect (laughs) all of you to actually have to do it or get it done, but I want to open the world of getting your name out there and creating that I've heard of you somewhere syndrome so that that familiarity and trust grows for each one of you. And that's the power of people saying yes to you because they've heard of you because that trust gets established, that credibility, that visibility, and frankly, the leverage of getting your name out there without having to pay for it in expensive advertising. I absolutely love, I've heard of you somewhere syndrome. That's, I think, my favorite syndrome that I've ever had because people are like, hold on, did I hear you on this podcast, this podcast, this show, this or this? And I get to be like, oh, probably all of them, hair flip, hair flip. Or sometimes they'll be like, hey, didn't I see an article about you in the New York Times? And I'm like, no, (laughs) I love that you did, but not yet. No, maybe you're psychic and you see it in the future, but no. I love one of the things you mentioned too, because I haven't heard enough about it lately so that I don't remember to prioritize it. I haven't thought about writing an article or a guest blog for anybody in a gajillion years. And that's not because of the nature of guest blogging. That's just because it's not top of mind. So the guest blog and the guest article, those are still alive and well, Jill? Absolutely. Are you kidding? Listen, there's so many people who need content for their blogs. There's so many, and that's, then you would be the guest blogger. And and honestly, it's as simple as, let's say you're a chiropractor, right? And you reach out to somebody related to you. Maybe you're both uh, let's say healthcare givers, maybe one's an acupuncturist, one's a chiropractor, you can come together and help each other, blog for each other. And some of this is really like call your buddies, people who yes. are doing, yes, who are who are doing things that are related to you where you can cross promote and help each other. And one features the other on a blog or on a podcast, you go Facebook Live. I mean, here's the super good news. It's all publicity, my friends. So if you use Instagram Live, Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, the the point is that you can create that visibility factor that starts having people know about you. So don't hold publicity as I have to get in the Today Show or be on Oprah's couch. It can be a simple turn on your computer and go on live and give some great tips. Guess what? Now you're doing publicity. Oh, and reciprocity was in there too, which I so love because I know that as an entrepreneur, one of my very favorite things in the world is my work fam, the people I meet that I just galvanize to and they're stuck with me and I'm stuck with them. And I normally wind up, you know, being on their podcast or they wind up being on this show or something like that, or I do a special training for their curriculum or blah, blah, blah. But I don't think I've done enough to honor those relationships in the form of reciprocal publicity. I haven't asked any of my loved ones if they'd like me to write something for them or if they'd like to write something for me, because that has a lot of value in it too, for my own blog, right? 
Well, I think this is what many people are missing, Annie, is this, this just really, it's a simple strategy, right? And what you're doing is you're helping others. They're helping you. It's a win-win-win all the way around. And all of you get publicity. Yes, all you have to do is ask. There are so many people who want and desire more content, right? Mm -hmm. More things to put into their, uh, whether it's their own e-zine or their own blog or their own newsletter, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so what you're doing is you're providing that value, that value add, that powerful um, next level of, right? And guess what else? Your local media, where you live, wherever you live, you know what they need? Experts. And they need experts yeah. like you to fill the time, to fill the the newspaper, the radio, the television, the their podcasts and blogs. Guess what? They need people, people just like you. And that's really a, a, um, a big picture that I want to hold for everybody is that is that you're all experts, right? And there's yeah. opportunities, lots of them, to get in locally, nationally, internationally to spread to um, creating your own, which is turn on the computer and do that Facebook Live or let someone else interview you if you're scared. You can start. Yes. Oh, I love that you said that. I absolutely adore that you said that because this last, I don't know, 12 months or whatever, in addition to this show, I've been doing a lot of guesting. And I discovered that being interviewed not only is it a beautiful amount of fun and you get to meet incredible people that you wouldn't otherwise meet, it's such a powerful way to refine your message because you're being interviewed, because it's coming out of your mouth in real time. And so I think, you know, what do you say, Jill, to anybody out there who says, well, I'd love to put myself out there, but my message isn't 1 billion percent perfect yet. Okay, first of all, um, when I hear a but, let's start there, okay? <laughs> so a couple things. Your message is always evolutionary. What do I mean by that? You're always growing just like your messages, but let's figure out where your message is right now. And 100% perfect you know, maybe it will never be, but it'll be as perfect as it will be in this moment. And done is better than perfect, my friends. So here's what I want you to know. Um, I always believe in publicity gardens, right? We keep planting our seeds and then the garden grows and it, it grows beautifully. But if you don't plant any seeds, how will anything grow? It's just like life, right? So you put uh. the first uh, lovely seed in the ground and you come out with a message and it is whatever it is in its perfection in that moment. And then it becomes more beautiful as it grows and grows and as you learn, right? So the point is that you come out with something and here's a super simple way to create that beautiful something. This is one of my um, nuggets of what I teach in my virtual publicity course and different things of how I work with people. Answer this question. The problem today is, and, mm. and if you can define a problem out in the marketplace, that's a great place to start your message. Heck, yes, it is. Yes, that's a simple thing. I mean, all of sales is problem solving for money. That's what I talk about day in, day out for people who are sales avoidant. You like solving problems? You like money? Okay, sales is solving <laughs> problems for money, right? But I think you also gave us a phenomenal gift tucked in there, 
which is permission to evolve and permission to look at growth as progress and not a reason to stay hidden. I think so many people get stuck in that loop of like this logo that I have right now will be the logo that I have until I die. (laughs) This tagline that I have is getting tattooed on me and put on my tombstone. And if I don't have a .com domain of it, then my life is just over. No, it's evolving. It's growing. I love that you said it's a garden of publicity. I think that that is so unbelievably, totally spot on true, 100%. Before we transition, yeah, that was amazing. Listeners, I hope that you took that to heart. I hope that if you are timid about putting yourself out there, or if you're feeling that wave of perfectionism, remember it's a garden. I'm going to think about that for the rest of my life, Jill. You just blew my mind. I love that so much. Shifting gears a bit. About... I think a month ago, I had the extreme pleasure of interviewing Mike Michalowicz, multi-author, super nice dude. And when I asked him the exact same question I asked you, what do small businesses need to focus on this week? His answer was that marketing is the ultimate form of kindness toward your prospect. Uh, And I lost my mind over that for about 45 minutes. That whole episode, I just kept bringing it up and making loud squealy noises, as I am wont to do. But I know kindness is also a really big part of your brand, and it's a big part of my heart. Can you tell me about the profitability or the business uh, of kindness and and what that does and how that shows up? for heart-centered small businesses like our listeners? Absolutely. So my fourth book is actually called The Profit of Kindness. And, you know, I didn't mean to write a fourth book, Annie. I don't know what happened. But (laughs) next thing I know, um, you know, which tells me how important the concept is, because what I found in writing this book and particularly interviewing companies was that the kinder they were, the more publicity they got, the kinder they were, the more customers, their customers were happier, they were happier. Whether it's a one-person business or not, um, what I found was that consistently the culture was uh, was really a kind, kinder way of operating, and their clients felt it, and their customers felt it, and guess what? Profits were consistently higher. One person, solopreneurs, big companies, it was consistent. Kindness matters. And in business, here's the thing. You know, um, uh, everyone's concerned about return on, well, return on investment, which I think you should be. You're in business. You need money, honey, right? Of course. And what's interesting is when you do things with kindness, what we found consistently was that um, there were return on kindness principles. So I created something I called rocks return on kindness principles and, and, and pathways to kindness, which include things like flexibility, right? I mean, in today's world, do we need to be more flexible than ever? Yes. 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 Do we need to be more patient than ever? Another. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, so so I've got like seven pathways to kindness is what I call them. And uh, they're things like patience and uh, as well as flexibility. And so I find that if you can practice these traits, that's really important. And you know what happened, of course, 
to to just irk me and see if I could just hold up during all of it is on the practice on the chapter in patience. Mm-hmm. So what happened during that time is I called the utility company. Don't ever do that when you're oh. trying to be patient because oh, no. they had me on hold for an hour. And okay. and I remember, you know, we've all been on hold for an hour, right? Utility companies Ooh. or whatever. <laughs> or how about that airplane you're on and they're at, they're like two hours late. And of course you have to be to a meeting, right? And yes. everything's going awry. And then I love when they come on the microphone or when they, this utility came, company came back and said, Thank you for your patience. And I come on, uh-huh. I just had that thought to myself, who said I was patient? <laughs> Is it just oh me? <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you for my patience of an hour listening to the same, what, four bars of hold music over and over and over. Couldn't even no, give me a whole was, song. Exactly. But here's what I know. The person who came back on the line, they weren't the person who was responsible for putting me on holds, you know, I mean, so part of this is in our lives, right? When these things come up where we can practice kindness, let me just say it that way. um, Those are the moments you need it the most probably. And I'm not saying by the way, roll over and take everything. No, there are times you need to establish good boundaries and Mm -hmm. say that's not okay with me. I remember being on a cruise and uh, I was in the spa. Well, you know, girls got to go to some spa. And Especially on a cruise. Absolutely. Those were the good old days, right? And, uh, and I remember this woman was, there I was waiting for my spa appointment, by the way, trying to relax, because of course, that's the whole point. Spa. And then another woman who was at the counter, and she was loud and obnoxious, and telling the woman behind the counter everything that was wrong and why whatever, whatever. I was trying to tune her out, but truthfully, it was very disruptive. And I remember the woman behind the counter. Okay. Now it's their job, of course, to make everything nice. And she said to that woman, you know, I would appreciate it if you wouldn't uh, talk to me like that. And I would really appreciate it for the sake of the other guests. Would you please um, take the edge off your voice, maybe lower your voice? Why don't we go in the other room and we can talk about everything that was an issue? I'm willing to hear what your problems were. I'm just going to ask you right now for the sake of the other guests, could you please take this to the other room and or lower your voice and let's resolve what the issue is. What did she do? She was kind, but she said, stop it in a nice, kind firm. She gave exact examples of the behavior that she didn't want and wanted. I, that's genius. That's genius customer service right there for all of you involved. Although I am the kind of person, so I am a care bear until I have to turn into an actual bear. And one of the ways that I turn into an actual bear just accidentally automatically is if I'm around when someone else gets disrespected and then I find a way to be a total bitch. <laughs> total bitch. Yeah. So I would have been like, so lovely to be at this spa with this horribly cranky woman. And then I would have gone up to the person she was yelling at and been like, would you like a massage? Are you okay? What do you need? But that's always me. Like somebody yells in the line at Target and I go up and I'm like, I'm sorry that woman was so horribly rude to you. Like that's always just me. But anyway. All right. Let's combine two of your books into one question. You ready for this? I'm ready. How can we infuse kindness into our guerrilla publicity? Whoa, 
Whoa. Oh, you got both book titles in too. Mic drop. <laughs> well, I was going to try to get all four, but I'm like, that's convoluted. Why don't I just go with two? Because we already talked about publicity today. I think that's super. And that's a great question. Because I'll tell you, honestly, one day I looked at my books, I go, now, how does kindness tie into publicity? And really, bottom line, kind companies get more publicity. I'm telling mm -hmm. you. Um, I remember a story I wrote up in The Prophet of Kindness about this young man from, uh, he was like 22. His grandma was dying. He's in some small town in Maine. And uh, and he uh, actually it was New Hampshire. And he called up the woman in Panera Bread. He said, my grandma wants clam chowder. It's her last meal. She's dying. Oh, the woman no. said, it's Tuesday. My darling, we don't make clam chowder on Tuesday. It's not till Friday. But, you know, she goes, I, I get it. Your grandma's dying. She wants clam chowder as the last meal. I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to make that clam chowder. Heck that yeah. $8 an hour person who answered the phone, made the clam chowder, invited him in, gave him a tin of cookies on top of it, plus the oh. clam chowder, didn't even charge him. Do you know what happened? That guy wrote it up in social media to his yeah. local paper. Do you yeah. know, to this day, I last count, it had 350,000 views. Do you know how good the power That's of publicity for Panera Bread Company is because of somebody being kind, somebody doing the right thing, somebody forget policies, let's just do the right thing? That's incredible. Right. Because it always it's not like we're saying, hey, go out and do good work so that you get written up. But if you do great stuff, it increases your chances of getting noticed. I absolutely adore that. OK. Changing gears wildly. Jill, what does any of this kindness or publicity or putting yourself out there or overcoming perfectionism or getting comfortable in the spotlight, whatever it is, what does any of that have to do? with a high school Glee Club sitcom called Glee. Oh, gosh. Well, first of all, it's one of, was one of my favorite shows, and I must admit I'm watching it again because it's such a feel-good show. And you know what else? It's a powerful show because it deals with major issues. Actually, even before the times when those issues were even more important. And I think they took some risks and chances that nobody ever took including, you know, singing songs that were like risque. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and of course, from a publicity standpoint, I mean, this is that was one of the top rated shows. Yeah. They got a tremendous amount of publicity. These every single uh, character on there, their career shot to the top. Mm -hmm. Some of them killed themselves, some of them yeah. had sad endings. Yeah. Um, you know, but the, the power of that publicity of that show to me, was mind-blowing. You know, it was really, mm -hmm. nobody expected that show to go anywhere. It but it was it so, was... it was so earnestly itself. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't a show like Glee before Glee, and one of the things I loved about it, and I see this in Ted Lasso, and I see this in AP Bio, now reflected, but it's so earnestly dorky, and so proud of how earnestly dorky it is that people that love or were in Glee Club or show choir or anything watch that show and they're like, those kids are me. I was that kid. I get that. I understand the awkward dorkiness. I'm right there with it. But it's it's offered with so much heart. And, and I think I love that idea of, of putting yourself out there with 
all of that heart and and maybe a beautiful song, you know, and and yes, and some of them had really sad endings, the actors on Glee, uh, but at least they have this bright, shiny spot that they could look on and the rest of them can say, look at all the art that I made while I was on this TV show, right? It, it goes into your legacy. So, you know, one thing that you said is putting yourself out there now, it's a garden, it can grow, it can evolve. But but one thing I know is that when we have these these connections, these relationships, and these pieces of exposure, it, it does form a larger legacy, right, Jill? Absolutely. Are you kidding? I mean, part of what we're doing is we're weaving together a beautiful tapestry for all of you. And you get to where you are in each moment, which is why I'm not concerned that it's all perfect right out the gate. You know, Mm -hmm. it's that old done is better than perfect. But let's start moving in the direction. Take your baby step to put yourself out there and do whatever is comfortable. And for some of you, it will be write an article. For some of you, it will get on a podcast. For some of you, it will check out your local media and see where you can fit in your non-commercial stations there's lots of opportunities there there's yes seeking out opportunities where you can find a spotlight even if it's not the biggest boldest bravest spotlight it's still there i adore that all right i got two more questions for you because i know you i got to send you back to your busy day here we go number one let's say in a year i have a too legitimate to quit conference and i make all of you come be my speakers and I have you show up. But for you, I decide, I don't know why, because I'm mean, I guess, that uh, I'm going to make you sing a song at the beginning of your keynote for the Too Legitimate to Quit conference. Jill, what's you singing? Oh, I think I'm going to sing Fame by David Bowie. Yes! Yes! I think that might be the first Bowie reference on TLTQ. And for someone with a dog named Ziggy Starpug, I could reach through this and just kiss you, Jill. Just kiss you through the podcast. Mwah. All right. Last thing. I love your artistry, your poetry, the way that you're talking about things as a garden or a tapestry. And I know that so many of our listeners, like I said at the very beginning, are hesitant to put themselves out there. Jill, if they need you, where do they find you? Well, check it out. I, I first of all, have created a great way for you to get fabulous more publicity tips and make it really simple. So you can go to publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift. And that's going to be an opportunity for you to get connected to me to actually also take a live, yes, live publicity masterclass with me. And uh, then you can always reach out also if you need to, to support at jilllublin.com. Great to connect with any of you and see how I can help you. Jill, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for all of the kindness you've bestowed upon me today in my little corner of the microphone. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Annie. Love being with you. Oh, everybody else, I will be back in just a second with my final thought and your homework for the week. Well, hey there, listeners. Surprisingly, my biggest takeaway from this episode is about what it really means to create and leave a legacy. Now, with actors, like on Glee, it's easy 
to chart. They weave their tapestry show by show, episode by episode, song by song. But for the rest of us, especially content creators, it's a little more nebulous. We tend to overlook the day-to-day efforts of our quests in favor of the biggest and boldest choices of our year, maybe of our lives. But every stitch in the tapestry of your thought leadership counts. Every seed in your garden of publicity, even that awkward quote you said that one time or that ranty blog post that brought on delighted haters ready to roast you. When we look at our lives and legacies in this piecemeal way, it takes the pressure off of each individual notion. We are crafting a mosaic and precision is important, but the art is in the sum of the parts. This week, your homework is to plant one seed in your garden of publicity, as Jill so beautifully called it. If you generally hang out in the shadows and keep to yourself, your specific homework is to pitch yourself to something, anything, whatever feels like a reach, but something you can manage without too much stress. Or if you're like me and basically a publicity cookie monster, nom, 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 your homework is to aim one level higher than you normally reach. Pitch that bigger show or magazine that's on your bucket list. The likelihood of getting picked up may be small, but there is always a chance. And if nothing else, you flex the muscle of showing up proudly, even a little loudly, in your expertise. One more thing. If you're listening to this show, I'm guessing you're not a complete asshole, right? You don't likely need to be reminded to be kind, but still it bears repeating. When approaching this opportunity, remember to be gracious, grateful, passionate, and patient. Hey, thanks for listening. Too Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, your host, Annie P. Ruggles. Listen, we talk a lot about marketing on this show, and that's because I fully, earnestly believe that every dime and every moment we spend marketing is totally worth it unless we turn around and sabotage ourselves at the finish by refusing to sell and sell beautifully. Why? A lot of us have a misconception of what selling actually requires of us or who it needs us to be. Please give me the opportunity to help change your mind at www.nonsleazy.com. That's N-O-N-S-L-E-A-Z-Y.com. Big shout out to the fabulous dudes who helped make this show what it is. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact. My composer, Riley Herbastio and my show artist, Francois Vigneault. They're all fabulous, and I'd be glad to introduce you. Until next week, just do your best, and remember, you're too legitimate to quit.